You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Hour two on this Wednesday. Come on in, stay a while. New LSU head coach Brian Kelly will join us in about 20 minutes. Phone calls are welcome. Emails, tweets, all the above. Say good morning to our radio and TV partners. iHeartRadio, Fox Sports Radio lineup, and Peacock, our streaming service. You can download that app, and you can watch this program for free. We had an old poll question. I don't know if it's going to be the new poll question. McLovin, give us the results from the first hour, and do we have a new poll question hour two? So we flipped it. The first hour was, which team is most likely to drop out of the Final Four? Alabama ran away with it. So now we're asking who's most likely to jump into the Final Mm. Four Mm. with uh, Oklahoma State, Notre Dame, Baylor, and just for fun, I'm putting a two-loss Ohio State team in. Okay. 877-3DP-SHOW, email address, dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dpshow. Make sure you go to danpatrick.com. Pick up all of your Christmas gifts there. Want to make sure that when you get them, buy them, that we get them to you in time for the holidays. All right, so so we got our poll question. We got another uh, stat of the day or two coming up, and uh, we'll talk to Brian Kelly. Matt Leiner, the uh, Heisman Trophy winner at USC. He's got to be giddy with Lincoln uh, Riley showing up there. And we did wonder that awkward situation where I think the Oklahoma assistants knew, hey, we're on the plane with coach. We're going to USC. We're going to Southern Cal. I don't know about those Notre Dame assistant coaches right now. And I thought it was really flawed by the playoff committee last night to admit, hey, if you don't have a head coach there, we may hold that against you. I don't think you say that publicly, Um, even though I think Reese Davis brought it up, but if you're going to let people behind the curtain there, just because Brian Kelly's not coaching Notre Dame, I can't penalize Notre Dame twice. You lost your coach. Now you wouldn't get a chance to play in the Final Four because you lost your coach. That's not fair. And uh, was surri- surprised that the committee made that acknowledgement public last night. Winning the press conference is a new uh, thing with college football. You know, you want to be careful before celebrating too much because you never know how these things work out. But everybody wants to celebrate. USC got their guy. LSU got their guy. Maybe Notre Dame gets Luke Fickle from Cincinnati. What's Oklahoma do right now? You got a lot of kids who are decommitting, uh, certainly from Oklahoma, to go to USC. The uh, potential Heisman quarterbacks, um, Matt Corral, Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, all come from Southern California. Lincoln Riley's ability to recruit the area is a big plus, and we'll find out soon enough if he can turn those five-star players into, you know, a quality football player for a quality football program and bring USC back to the top of the Pac-12. But, you know, he I think he wanted the offer from LSU. This is what happens sometimes. You're almost calling the bluff or a school will call your bluff. Hey, if you want to come here, we'll pay you this. I think Lincoln Riley wanted the $12 million offer, but I think he wanted to stay at Oklahoma and Oklahoma may have just said, no, we're not going to pay you that. Then all of a sudden agent catches wind of it. And then maybe you're able to, okay, I got a number here. USC, you involved in, Hey, you want in, you, you do one. Okay. And then all of a sudden that's it. Then it's done. So Lincoln Riley turning it down And then that opened the door for LSU to say, "Will if you're Brian Kelly, you might say, all right, I've got more wins than anybody in the history of Notre Dame. I'm not winning a national title here. I might compete. I might be in the conversation, but we're not winning. And now I have this opportunity at age 60. I've done everything 
this program is in good hands. Now I have a chance to go to LSU. I'm going to double or triple my salary, and I have a better chance of winning a national championship. Is there a classy way, a tactful way of saying goodbye? You know, this is one of those situations where you meet with your players, you speak for about four minutes, and it's awkward, uncomfortable, but at least he did meet him face-to-face and tell him that. I just don't know, given today's system, if there's a tactful way of doing this. And now, if from what I'm told, Luke Fickle, you know, he wants to coach Cincinnati if they're in the Final Four, and will Notre Dame wait for him? If he's the number one candidate, will they wait for Luke Fickle? And I believe they will if they think that they can get him. It's the recruiting part of this that's, if I'm a recruit, and you're out on the road, I want to know, okay, who's the offensive, defensive coordinator? Who's the head coach going to be? Because if you wait for Luke Fickle, you got to wait another month. And this is a really important time with recruiting, and that's where it gets tricky. But Notre Dame, right now you're not hearing candidates, and that's what made me think Luke Fickle is probably thinking, let me coach Cincinnati, I owe it to them, and then – I'll take that job. Don't know if that's going to happen. Don't know if he's the number one candidate, but it feels like there's not names from my source. He didn't have any names. And he said, that's interesting because you would think you would have names attached immediately. I don't know if there's in-house names, but I do think that there's a very short list of names that they're considering at Notre Dame. Yeah, Paul. Going back to USC and what you were saying, is it possible? It appears that maybe USC was not necessarily pursuing Lincoln Riley on their list of people, and it more was presented to them as an option out yeah. of nowhere. Yes. Wow. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you get lucky. But I think that USC was looking at a couple of different coaches. Baylor's coach, Iowa State's coach. They probably didn't think they could get Lincoln Riley. And they probably, because Oklahoma's going into the SEC. You're thinking, well, all right, we're not going to get him. And then LSU was basically just, you know, trying to throw something against the wall and see if it would stick. You know, I was told USC put feelers out with Brian Kelly. I mean, why not? Take a shot. That's what happened with LSU with Lincoln Riley. Oh, he's interested. Oh, okay. And then did he go back to Oklahoma and say, uh, $12 million and I'll stay. And then if they said no... Somebody catches wind that there's a number attached to this. Now, all of a sudden, he said, no. Does he really want to go to LSU? Let's just take a chance. That's what happens. You're just, you're just figuring, okay, when, when do we make our move here? And if USC waited to the last second, 11th hour, and went, hey, we'll pay it. We're going to give you this. He probably went, hell yeah. Yeah, Paul. You know, one thing this week should teach us, going back a month ago when Carson Palmer said on the, the wish list for USC yeah. was Mike Tomlin and many other names, and everyone's like, no, no, you, you can't go after someone like that. There's no can't with, when there's $12 million or $15 million. You should call everybody. Because who, who, who would have thought a month ago Brian Kelly would be gone and Riley be gone? I know. Nobody. Well, Lincoln Riley, I would see, but not Brian Kelly. You know, I just thought Brian Kelly had, you know, kind, you get to that emeritus status where you're coaching Notre Dame. Well, maybe the novelty wore off. You know, maybe he just thought, I mean, I can't turn down that money. I, I got a chance that I can get anybody I want into school, 
And you can't have that at Notre Dame. Yeah, see. Those two coaches are making more than most NFL coaches. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder if these NFL coaches <laughs> go, wait a minute. I need to go back to college. That's where the money is. Yeah, if I'm Mike Tomlin, I'm rethinking that whole, <laughs> I'm not taking a demotion. I'm going to get demoted. No, you're actually going to get a pay raise, dude. Peter King from NBC Sports was on a radio station in San Francisco, 95.7 The Game, and apparently not happy about Brian Kelly leaving Notre Dame. Here's Peter King. I think what Brian Kelly did yesterday is an absolute total disgrace. You have 90 players and 15 coaches to be absolutely, totally all in. But how in the world do you walk out on your team? I don't care what the money is. And they wake up one morning and see on Twitter, Brian Kelly has reached a 10-year, $100 million deal with LSU. Would you feel like you'd be kicked right in the crotch? I would. And I would be angry at Brian Kelly. All right. It's easy to say it. This happens every single year. You know, we get out the uh, pitchforks. You know, we get out the torches. Like, we're angry. Okay. I I mean, they're going to be okay. There's a transfer portal. You don't want to play. It, it's not ideal. We know that. What's Brian Ke- How do you do it in a tactful way? That's the point I'm trying to make here I mean is Lincoln Riley a traitor at Oklahoma students putting up signs you you get somebody from someplace normally I don't think Notre Dame fans were like I can't but you know we just got Brian Kelly from Cincinnati yeah well okay so you don't take then okay here's the thing don't take Luke Fickle because you don't want to take Luke Fickle from Cincinnati right Right? <laughs> Come on. It's, it's a flawed system. We know that. But it's everybody is involved in this and everybody knows. Are we surprised? Yes. Should we be surprised? No, we should not be. There's no move right now. If you said today, Urban Meyer's taking the job. He's going to Notre Dame. I go, all right. If you said John Harbaugh's leaving uh, the Ravens, he's going to coach Notre Dame. I'd go, all right. Coaches move, and they have a small window to move. Do I like it? No, but it's the system. Until college football changes the system, it's going to continue this way. And it's it's all clandestine, surreptitiously. It's about the money. I mean, but if I'm Brian Kelly, you did your job. Is it, you know, is it, it's awkward, it's uncomfortable, it's unfair that these kids are ready to play maybe in the final four, maybe. And now you hear the playoff committee saying, well, they don't have their coach. You can't penalize Notre Dame twice. It's embarrassing. Yes, you People just seem to want their pound of flesh mm. with this one. And people who really have no connection to it whatsoever are, like almost morally outraged over how disgusting of an act this is when it, it's a little heavy handed. Okay. But are they as outraged that Lincoln Riley left Oklahoma? And the answer is no, because we don't hold that in the same regard as we do Notre Dame. Like, how could you leave Notre Dame? Yes. Yeah, well, I think part of it too, is like you would think that Brian Kelly is closer to retiring than signing a 10 year deal. Yeah. 
you would think that he's like, I don't know, I got like three or four more years left, and then, uh, I don't know, somebody else will take over. And so instead, all, you're thinking three or four more years, and then all of a sudden you get a, a, a huge contract at another school? That's what surprised me. It was 10 years. You know, five years, okay. 10 years? It's an eternity. Yeah, Paul. I love Peter King, but for the sports media to jab people for taking bigger jobs for one, it's very hypocritical. You know, Nate Burleson was great on the Good Morning Football. He got tripled his salary to go to CBS Mornings. Good. He left. He left the next day. You know, uh, Peter left places. Uh, Mike Greenberg got a huge raise and left his radio show, and it didn't go well. We in the sports media, when you're offered three times your salary, two times your salary, it doesn't exit. The exits aren't perfect. You know, he got, it, it was a, an offer he couldn't turn down. That's all. He couldn't refuse. And, you know, this, ha- but it ha- it'll happen again next year. And then this school will take somebody from another school. And then that school will take somebody from another school. That's what it is. It's a game of leapfrog. Brad in North Carolina. Hi, Brad. What's on your mind today? Hey, BP. Um, so <clears throat> with the ACC title game having no meaning on the college football playoff, I have a little bit of a tongue-in-cheek uh, proposal that whoever coach wins that game should automatically get the Notre Dame job. Mm. And hear me out on this. Dave Clawson has done a fantastic job at Wake Forest. It's a academically rigorous school, smallest D1 school, I believe, in the country. And uh, Pat, Pat Narduzzi's done a great job at Pitt. I think both of them are sneaky good candidates for the job, and I'd like to get them out of the ACC. All right. Well, thank you, Brad. I like Brad, a North Carolina fan. Let's get him out of the ACC. But also, like, I would tune in to the ACC title game if the winning coach got the Notre Dame job. All right. That's interesting. Uh, Jack in Michigan. Then we'll take a break, make way for Brian Kelly. Hey, Jack. Hey, Dan. I think what these uh, coaches have done is just flipped the system on its head. Back in the old days, it was the recruit that would be sitting at the table with three or four hats in front of him, and they'd have all the suspense about which hat is he going to put on, and he'd fumble, and he'd grab one and then another to made-for-TV special. I think what we should have is these coaches have about the top 50 recruits sit there and have the coach fumble around with the three or four hats and say, who would like to follow me to Mm. USC? Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, I'm all for made-for-TV uh, events. Thank you, Jack. Let's take a break. We'll uh, talk to the new LSU head coach, Brian Kelly. He's been coming on the show for over a decade now. Um, and I appreciate I think this is his first uh, national interview. But we'll take a break. We'll come back with Brian Kelly. More of your phone calls. And Matt Leiner will join us coming up in an hour from now. Dan Patrick Show. Puerto Rico, the new go-to destination for quality investment opportunities, but you got to find the right projects to invest in, and that can be tough, but that's where Impeller comes in, taking the guesswork out of the equation. What Impeller is, is a new online tool. Spearheaded by Invest Puerto Rico, it facilitates connections between investors and on-island projects looking for capital. There's innovative projects. You have all sectors, healthcare, tech, clean energy, Visitor economies, commercial real estate, Impeller's easy-to-use features allow you to get right to the deal. Plus, you can find insights like financials, company background, leadership, performance needs, and more, so you make an informed decision when investing in Puerto Rico. Invest Puerto Rico, Impeller, the right move, the smart move for making the most of your investment. Visit investpr.org 
forward slash impeller. Set up your account today, then gain access to quality, innovative deals that are right for the taking. Impeller, your hub for investment opportunities in Puerto Rico, powered by Invest Puerto Rico. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Amari Cooper. Missed two games because of his 10-day isolation, unvaccinated player. Now at the risk of missing a third game because of ongoing symptoms. This according to Tom Pelissero of the NFL Network. He is back in the building, but according to his coach, Mike McCarthy, still not feeling his best. And looks like if he doesn't practice today, probably not going to be playing tomorrow night against the New Orleans Saints. 877-3DP-SHOW, email address dp at danpatrick.com, Twitter handle at dpshow. Sunday night, Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs host the uh, Denver Broncos, the AFC West showdown, Sunday night at 7 Eastern on NBC and also Peacock. We'll get to uh, your phone calls coming up. Poll question, McLovin, for hour two is? Who's most likely to jump into the final four that's on the outside now? Oklahoma State is one, then Notre Dame number two. He is uh, Brian Kelly, the LSU head coach, joining us on the program. Good morning, Coach. Congratulations. How do you feel? I'm a little tired right now, but I'm, I've got chicory in my coffee down here in Louisiana, and it tastes really good. Well, you got a lot to get used to down there, food-wise. Um, and, and you're not a po' boy after uh, the contract details were released there. So uh, congratulations on that. What does LSU give you that Notre Dame could not give you anymore? Well, I don't know if it wasn't – it really didn't have anything to do with what Notre Dame couldn't give me as much as another opportunity, another challenge uh, to come down in the SEC um, – you know, to play in, you know, obviously, arguably the best conference uh, in the country. Um, and, and the resources here are incredible. Uh, so, you know, I just think another another opportunity, uh, one where um, you're going to be challenged uh, week in and week out amongst the best. And um, I was at that time in my career that I was, I was looking for that new challenge, Dan. And um, I'm really excited. My family's excited. Uh, we haven't been in this part of the country. And... Um, we're looking forward to it. Our, our first day in, in Louisiana was yesterday, and um, it's, it's pretty exciting. When did you start looking for that next challenge? I don't think you – you know, you're so focused on your team, you know, um, that that my focus was on my guys at, at Notre Dame. Uh, so um, I don't know that there was ever a, you know, wandering eye at, at all. Um but, you know, we're curious. We're coaches, right? We're always looking for, you know, that um, that next challenge. And, you know, when the season was over and, and um, you know, things started to move quickly, um, this opportunity presented itself. And um, that's why we're here where we are right now. All right. Help me out with this, just understanding that, you know, there's recruiting limitations uh, with Notre Dame, admissions, uh, you know, School discipline, those kind of things. Rick Neuheisel was with us last hour, and he said, you know, those are hurdles at Notre Dame. With LSU, you don't have those hurdles. Uh, how important is that, that you can go after players and not sit there and wait to see if somebody's going to go, we'll give you the green light to get somebody in? Well, I think each school has distinctions, right? I mean, the distinctions at Notre Dame are real, and, and they are. Um, 
they are incredible. But I, I think that LSU has distinctions as well in terms of its geographical base, its ability to recruit, um, you know, the state of Louisiana. Um, as I mentioned to you before, the, you know, the, the facilities here uh, for football. Um, so, you know, I don't think it's that, you know, one's, you know, the negative over the positive as much as, you know, we did we did quite well, obviously, at Notre Dame. Um, you know, given, given who Notre Dame is and the distinctions Notre Dame had, we had five consecutive 10-plus winning seasons. Only Alabama and Notre Dame did that. And so those distinctions were still ones that were – easily uh, accomplished um that team is is so good i I believe that they can be in in the college football players three out of the last four years here at lsu you've got other distinctions and and i mentioned them geographics facilities incredible fan base national championship just a couple years ago so all those things are real here too as well uh is there a tactful way to say goodbye never it's it's uh it's always difficult because of you know, things get leaked and um, they get out to the media before you can actually get in front of your guys. I did the best I could. I was on the road recruiting um, and and things got, you know, out to the media before. But I, I was able to send a note to my guys and then get in front of them yesterday at 7 a.m. And, and tell them I love them. Um, I love my guys. Um, and um, they know I love them. And um, I think they're one of the best four teams in the country. And um they deserve to play in the college football playoffs. Yeah, I wondered how important it was to be the, the all-time leader in victories at Notre Dame, which you did this season. And then at age 60, you know, you might look around and go, I've done, uh, I, I've left Notre Dame in good hands, you know, 12 years in where we are and who we are and what we are, that I can be selfish and do something for myself. How, uh, how accurate is that? Well, I can tell you that, that the charge that I had was to modernize Notre Dame football, bring it back to relevance and consistency as one of the top programs in the country, and we check all those boxes. I, I was never going to Notre Dame to be the all-time winningest coach. That kind of happened along the way. You know, our process was about, you know, uh, graduating champions, and we did that. And, you know, the outcomes were what they were. But that was never my intent. It was to modernize college, the, the football program, which we did with infrastructure and, and improvements. Um, it was certainly about consistency in performance and, and graduating, you know, our football players. And all of those things uh, were accomplished. And, um, you know, I didn't just wake up one day and say, oh, I've done all this and, and kind of, you know, said, all right, it's time to move on. But uh, I saw this as an incredible opportunity and, um, Excited about the the next chapter. He's LSU head coach Brian Kelly. When's the first time LSU reached out to your representatives? Uh, you know, my my uh, my agent um, handles all that stuff, and so I couldn't tell you exactly, Dan, because he doesn't he doesn't keep me in the loop on all these things. I think he he kind of calls me when he thinks the time is right. So it was after, you know, obviously. Um, our last game, and, and, and we, we, we struck a deal pretty quickly. Did USC reach out at any point? You know, I think I think there was a lot of interest from other schools, but, um, again, you know, I think that for me, um, you know, it was let's get through the season, and once we did, 
we kind of measured what was the best situation for me. If you were ranked third right now, Coach, would you still be in Louisiana? Oh, I don't know, Dan. You know, those those are those are tough questions, you know. I mean, I'm – I'm a pretty honest guy, and 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 would would tell you, but I, I those those are so hard to, you know, to answer relative to what I've had done something different in in that situation, and I I really couldn't tell you to be honest with you, um, because it's not the case, um, but but I I really couldn't answer that question. What's the status of sure. your assistant coaches at Notre Dame? Yeah, you know, so, you know, we're going to hire the best coaches, right? You know, I had great coaches at Notre Dame. Uh, we can hire great coaches here at LSU. So, um, you know, they're employed right now at, at Notre Dame. And, um, you know, certainly we have to be sensitive to that fact. Are there guys that I, would I love to have some of those guys join me here? Absolutely. But we have to go through the right process. Um, and, you know, that's that's going to be a fluid situation. Is that part of your exit with Notre Dame that – you can't poach your assistant coaches? No, no. Okay. I mean, look, I mean, at the end of the day, you're not going to do something that is morally or ethically, um, you know, not sound. Um, and you're going to work with the university that you just left. Uh, but like I said, there's, there's, there's good coaches here that I want to talk to. There's, there's certainly great coaches that I work with at Notre Dame, but we're going to do it the right way. What happens to all your Notre Dame gear? I was going to send some of it to you. I'd but, like that. But I, I, I've slimmed down a little, but you're so skinny. I don't know. You, you probably need a schmedium, right? Well, I got Fritzy, and Fritzy, I'm sure, will be able to uh, fit into. She, to, thank he you. He can take some of my XLs. Yeah. Now, do you just yeah. leave everything? Did you take any Notre Dame gear? Um, we haven't gotten a chance to do that yet. Um, this has been kind of a whirlwind kind of deal. Um, so it, we haven't really gotten a chance to even get back to the, um, you know, the packing of, um, my damn Patrick trophy. Oh, um, so yeah, I haven't got that packed yet. Okay. Were you building a house? What happens now? Were you building a house on campus? I built it. Yeah, it's, it's built. It's done. Oh, Are you God. interested? Does that go to Luke Fickle when he comes in? If he if if he opens up his pocketbook, I heard, I heard he's got to pay. You know that Midwestern money they got to spend. Are you in a hotel in Louisiana? Yeah, I'm on the on campus uh, hotel um, and uh, great accommodations and um, plenty of Zippo potato chips. What is the most surreal moment of the last? 72 hours uh you know i, I just think the, the the whole thing you know from getting off a flight yesterday at 5 30 a.m from the west coast talking to the team getting back on the flight talking to the team it's just the the continuation of um closure to starting anew um it's it's just like one one continuous um, moment in time and you just don't have a chance to take a breath. Okay, wait a minute. You're recruiting in L.A. yesterday? Yes. Okay, how does that work that you're recruiting and then do you get on the plane and find out that you're taking over? Yes. Yes? Yes. Yeah, that's crazy. 
So you're recruiting as Notre Dame's head coach, get on a plane, en route back to South Bend, you find out that this deal has been solidified. Yes, sir. Wow. True story. Was Who was on the plane with you? Uh, my my uh, attorney. That's smart. That's smart. Well, yeah. okay. Yeah, and, that, and two pilots. That two would pilots. be the heads up, though. If your attorney yeah. is on the flight, Coach, that's not your normal no, recruiting can... trip. No, I know, but we picked him up at the airport because it, it already was starting to leak out. <laughs> oh, God. So you land, and all of a sudden you're no longer Notre Dame's head coach, and now you have to... resigned. Oh, my God. And then, what, an hour and a half later, you get your kids together? Yes. Yeah, we had sent out a text before we left Orange County, and then... Um, and uh, let them know that we would have a 7 a.m. team meeting. Did you follow up with the recruits to say, hey, if you're not interested in Notre Dame, uh, you can join me in LSU? Of course not, Dan. Of course not. (laughs) What is this? (laughs) I'm talking to Judge Judy now. I would do that. (laughs) Wait, I mean, are you kidding me? That's that's, Lincoln Riley's bringing players who decommitted to Oklahoma. Well, Lincoln, Lincoln can do what Lincoln wants to do. Brian Kelly's going to do what he does. All right. Uh, what's planned for the rest of the day? Um, we're going to do some photo shoots with the family. Um, I'm going to try to find some temporary housing. Um, and then I'm going to meet with uh, a, a number of um, smaller, mili- uh, smaller media types, not the power brokers like you. Oh, okay. All right. Well, congratulations, and uh, we'll Thanks, we'll stay Dan. in touch. All right. Great talking to you, as always. That's Brian Kelly, former Notre Dame head coach. Was I rough there? Was I? No. He said I was Judge Judy. I was like, wait, I'm just asking you questions. I mean, I don't know. Maybe the questions locally will be a little uh, user-friendly, but I'm just curious. Yes, he... You hit him with the heater right out of the gate, though. It certainly set the tone. Yes. I wasn't, I can't, you know what? (laughs) Normally when he comes on, we can talk about a variety of things. We can have some fun. This is different. This is, this is really different. And you got to ask those questions. And do I think that USC reached out? Yes, I do. Because he basically said that a number of schools did. USC had feelers out. You're recruiting in California. When when the attorney gets on the plane, if I'm on the plane, I'm going, uh-oh. Your attorney doesn't get on a plane just to go, hey, can I can I jump? Hey, I'm going to South Bend. It's carpooling. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're headed that way? Oh, oh let I, me hop in. Oh, let me awesome. hop in. Yeah. You're not there to negotiate the in-flight meal. No. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, Todd. Is it Latham and Horvath, the Tom Brady attorneys? Because those are the guys you want. Yes, Todd. Maybe the attorney has these great skills with the parents and he can help warm up the mom on the couch. Who knows? That's all I got. They had already recruited. They were heading back. So that wouldn't make a lot of sense, what I just said, is what you're saying. Probably not. Yes, McClellan. I actually believe him that he didn't call back those recruits because why does he need Notre Dame recruits when he's at LSU? <laughs> wow. <laughs> he's like, I'm going next level. Wow. 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 Why didn't you raise your hand when I asked Coach Kelly that? Because I'd say, oh, McLovin has a question for you, Coach. 
I the gutsy questions to Coach Kelly. That's your department. I was. I I love how you know somehow I'm unethical that I'm saying. Would you tell those recruits, hey? If you don't want to go to Notre Dame, you can come play for me at LSU. Somehow that's unethical. <laughs> in in a, wor- a world that's unethical, I'm asking a question, the audacity of that. You got Lincoln Riley and all those decommits. Is he supposed to say, no, you committed to Oklahoma and you stay there? Nah, that's not the way it works. Uh, let's see. Uh, Nathan in L.A. Nathan, welcome to the program. Good to talk to you again, Dan. I was just thinking about a really big potential opportunity for the playoff, and it's one of the reasons I think this playoff is as exciting as potentially ever. And that's the potential of a Michigan-Notre Dame playoff game. Now, I don't think Notre Dame is getting in over Cincinnati. I don't think the committee can legitimize that because Cincinnati beat them head-to-head. But if either Alabama loses and they're out, or if Cincinnati loses, I would think if you're the committee, you would fall over yourself to try to make Michigan-Notre Dame happen. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I've said many, many times for many, many years, it's a TV show. Thank you for the phone call, Nathan. Um, if Cincinnati wins, they're in. But if Alabama loses, who's going in? Is Oklahoma State? If Oklahoma State loses to Baylor, Cincinnati beats Houston, Alabama loses to Georgia, Michigan Let's say Michigan beats Iowa. Then Notre Dame is probably going in unless, and here's the language. This is what was said last night. Uh, Gary Barda is the selection committee chairman. And he said this last night on the mothership, explaining how Brian Kelly's departure could affect Notre Dame's postseason hopes. Once the championship games wrap up, our protocol does include the ability for the committee to consider a player or a coach not being available. Should that have an effect on the outcome of a game that can be considered? At this point, we'll have to wait and see how that factors in. Okay. What status of player, or let's say the defensive coordinator decides to leave, or the offensive coordinator decides to leave? Let's say if you have a left tackle who's a first-round pick, who doesn't play. Like, at what point do you say, I got to draw the line there? Is this about a quarterback and a coach and nobody else? Well, the quarterback, I could understand. The head coach? If Nick Saban is not coaching in the Final Four, let's say they make it, Alabama's still a really good team. Kirby Smart, he doesn't have to coach, and Georgia's defense is still going to be really good. And they're not even calling the plays. But I, 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 I can't fathom that the committee's going to go, you know, Notre Dame doesn't have Brian Kelly. Yeah. Let's, you know what? Let's punish Notre Dame twice. They lost their head coach. And now because they lost their head coach, they don't get to be in the Final Four. It makes no sense whatsoever. Yeah, Paul. Years ago, we had Nick Saban on, and you asked him which he enjoyed more, coaching practice or coaching the games, and he said he actually practiced. And he went on to say something, and I'm paraphrasing, I'm much more important during the week than I am on Saturday. Mm-hmm. He said the coaching staff is, is limited what they can do on Saturday, but we do most of our work during the week. All right, we'll take a break. Back after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app, 
at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. He's Mike Carmen. I'm Dan Fired. We have a brand new fantasy football podcast called I Want Your Flex. Twice a week, every Tuesday and Friday, we come up with new episodes to not only look back at what happened, what you need to do at that minute, and also look ahead of what's coming up in the fantasy football world. That's right, Dan. Every week, we're going to scour the waiver wire to find the pickups to turbo boost your fantasy lineup, sits, starts, fantasy football players' rankings to get you ready to dominate the competition. Listen to I Want Your Flex with Mike Harmon and me, Dan Beyer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts yeah that, that's the that's the key here the trap is not not to get too complacent with the score right now to keep pushing keep playing hard Grandlin inside the line steps it in front it's tapped in by Forsberg, seventh hat trick of his career most in Predators franchise history courtesy of Bally South Sports Real credit card questions require real people, somebody who understands your issues and works with you to resolve them. That's why Discover offers helpful U.S.-based representatives available 24-7. Discover, exceptionally common sense. I'm spent after the interview with uh, Brian <laughs> Kelly. I, you know, I figured he'd just build a house on campus and, uh, you know, maybe you could reach out to Luke Fickle and see if that he's interested in that. Uh, 877-3DP-SHOW, email address dp at danpatrick.com, Twitter handle at dpshow. Phil in Indiana's back. Good morning, Phil. What's on your mind? Hey, Dan, always a great pleasure. Hey, just does, does he really think that we're that gullible? You're making a recruiting trip with your attorney, and you haven't even talked to LSU until he lands. That Dan, how he left, is, look, if you want to take the job, you take the job. How he left is absolute garbage. And, and for him to see on your show that he was making a recruiting trip for Notre Dame, not sure he was going to take the LSU job. Dan, whoever believes that, I mean, come on, you've got to be kidding me, Dan. I just wanted to get your thoughts. That's, that's just how he leaves, Dan. Look at Central Michigan, Cincinnati, um, now Notre Dame. How he leaves says more about him than the fact that he's leaving. I just wanted to get your thoughts, Dan. All right. I know you're fired up there, Phil. Um, thanks for the phone call. He had to make the recruiting trip, and you go out to Orange County, and if the, you know, the LSU deal falls apart, you know, he's still got to be the Notre Dame head coach. But, you know, maybe he stayed out there because they, they had the game on Saturday night, then Sunday they recruit, and then they fly back. Although flying back with your attorney, that one is a little bit different when I ask him who, uh, who was on the plane. If, if it's not, you know, Brian Kelly this year, it's going to be somebody else next year. Like, it happens. It's the system. You know, the, these, these job openings, when they come up, who thought that Ed Orgeron was going to be fired two years after winning a national title? Who would have thought that, okay, Oklahoma's going into the SEC, um, Lincoln Riley doesn't want to coach in the SEC, but he'll take an offer from the SEC and then use that offer to go back to Oklahoma. It doesn't work there. And then USC swoops in 11th hour. I, this has all happened in, you know, 72 hours. It's kind of crazy. Now, this is what happens. I, a, a source just texted me during the commercial break and said, you have to put feelers out that you're willing to listen. That's what happens. 
And, and my source said, look, it could be Brian. It could be Lincoln. You have to let people know you're available. That's the key. Or not available. Like Kirk Ferentz is not available. He's at Iowa, had opportunities, and he's not leaving. But Brian Kelly had to let, or his representatives, had to let schools know that, hey, I'm li- I'll listen. Lincoln Riley, I'll listen. Now, this doesn't come from the coach. That comes from their agents. Because the agents will then, you know, they go third party behind the scenes. And then that, that's, that's where a coach keeps his hands clean. And that's what happens in these situations. You know, the fact that LSU reached out to Brian Kelly before the season started, just to gauge interest. USC maybe did that right after they fired Clay Helton. But USC, from what I'm told, did reach out. Feelers with Brian Kelly. Now, does Brian Kelly let them know they're inter- that he's interested? But he didn't deny no, uh, USC. But this is what happens behind the scenes. You know, Luke Fickle, if he leaves Cincinnati, are people going to be outraged, upset? No. It's Brian Kelly left Notre Dame. I don't know who's outraged at Oklahoma. Well, about Lincoln Riley leaving Oklahoma. Oklahoma's upset. But, but nationally, Brian Kelly somehow did something that was more egregious than what Lincoln Riley did. They sort of did the same thing. This comes down to likability, root for, root against Notre Dame. Lincoln Riley, outside of Oklahoma, you're probably not you know, finding too many people outraged by this. But what Brian Kelly did? Like Peter, Peter King was, you know, beside himself, upset. Can we play just a, the start of that, Peter King, in a radio interview talking about Brian Kelly leaving to go to LSU? I think what Brian Kelly did yesterday is an absolute total disgrace. Okay. You have 90 players and 15 coaches to be absolutely, totally all in. But, but how- was he upset with Lincoln Riley? Is he going to be upset at Luke Fickle? It's just it's Notre Dame. And I'm not defending Brian Kelly. I don't like it. I mean, I I love when a coach stays. I love that Luke Fickle is going to want to coach his team in the Final Four. Because you should. But the system is crying out for you to leave that school so you can start recruiting. Is it the coach's fault? It's the system. It's signing day. I mean, there's a lot involved in this. But... If, if you know, you leave your job, you got to give two weeks notice. That's not the way it is in college football. And yes, it seems slimy. And it is. Kids leave short notice. Transfer portal. I mean, this is what college athletics is all about now. Big time college athletics. Brian Kelly had an offer he couldn't refuse. Probably got tired of beating his head against the wall at Notre Dame. Hey, I've done everything. I'm not going to win a championship. And I can go to LSU, and I got a better chance there. I mean, I think that's, you know, that's the feeling I got through all of this. Lincoln Riley maybe didn't want to go into the SEC. He wanted to stand alone. He got a great chance of doing what he did at Oklahoma at USC. I understand it. 
Not ideal. Matt Leinert will join us coming up. More phone calls as well. Back after this. One more item as we close out hour two. It's Level Select CBD Sports Creams and Roll-Ons. You used the roll-on yesterday. You finished golfing or lifting weights, or let's say you're going to run a 5K. It's all about sore muscles, post-workout discomfort, and as you get older, it pops up in new spots all the time. That's why I'm thankful that there's Level Select CBD. It's good enough for Carson Palmer, Ricky Fowler, Steve Garvey. Good enough for me. I trust Level Select CBD because it's formulated with doctors. You have this high concentration of CBD that allows you to feel it work immediately in about 30 seconds, and it's made with 0% THC. I use the uh, Level Select roll-ons all the time to the sore spots and let that proprietary blend of CBD go to work. You can uh, go to levelselectcbd.com. Make sure you use the promo code DP30. That will give you $30 off your entire order today. So $30 off, levelselectcbd.com. But you have to use the promo code DP30 so they know you listen to the show. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, and South Dakota.